guarded. All right, this is Gab, Gabby, Gabs, Gabs, Gabaru from Dazed Radio Lab. How you doing tonight, Gabby? I'm awesome. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. You know, it's a, uh, it's Friday. You know, it's always good on a Friday. Yeah, you really can't complain. No, no. Uh, even with COVID era, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's still Friday. It is still a Friday. Most definitely. What uh, what have you been up to? How's uh, Days Radio Days Radio Lab going? It's going. I um feel like I've been hitting a writer's block almost. If you would say that for like DJing, I just need to like really update my music. So that's kind of what's been going on with me. Okay, okay, I feel you. I feel you on that. Who are um, so you say updating? Like, how do you update your music? How do you go about finding new music? So I just went to Denver with some friends and they're all really big into EDM and like listening to a lot of house music. And I know that podcast that you did for me was like all housey and mm-hmm. my friends have reached out and they love it. So thank you for that. Hey, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, just like finding new music from other people and kind of like listening to their mixing styles. I'm always asking them like, hey, do you have any sets that like you could recommend me? Because I'm always just trying to like grow the library. Most definitely, most definitely. So tell everyone about Days Radio Lab. Yeah, so it's like kind of a personal project. I just started up. Um, I used to be a um, like a radio show host for my own station, or not station, but show in college mm-hmm. um, for KTXT eighty eight point one FM, The Raider. Oh yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just it was like Texas Tech's radio show, and I had my own called Back in the Days. So I'd play like classic rock music and then like music that's been influenced by it, like that gets released today. So a lot of like Tame Impala, kind of like indie music, right? Um, stuff like that. And then once I graduated in 2018, I just like really didn't have anything to do like as a hobby. And I just decided to start my own radio show. And um, I guess this, you know, pandemic kind of just pushed me to do that. Most definitely. Have you ever thought about, because um, you do like primarily EDM on the Days Radio Lab or uh, DRL, you know, um, have you ever thought about doing like the classic rock on there or do you just not like classic rock and that was kind of what you were forced to do? No, I definitely love classic rock. That's like what I grew up around and all my records are just classic rock. I, it's easy. I've been, I've just been like mostly playing with EDM because I'm trying to like learn how to DJ also. Mm-hmm. So I figure like, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I've been doing it for like almost a year now. And so like from the very get go from like days radio labs, just like I said, it's a personal project. So I really just like wanted to show like you could keep going at it and you're not going to be, you know, like a big hitter right off the bat. Like if you go back and listen to my first episode, you could tell like I'm not the best at mixing mm-hmm. um, and I don't have the best equipment either. But I mean, nowadays, if I go back and listen to my other mixes from like back in the day, I can already tell, like, I would do this differently. I would do that differently. Like, I'm already starting to learn. So I just really think it's, like, a good little project to keep me on my toes, if that makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. That's actually kind of why I started up um, Reckless Radio and then this Talking Reckless is, uh, A, I needed something to do, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. with COVID, um, especially when I first started this up. There's no gigs, you know. Um, Yeah. So whenever you have writer's block or anything with production – you got to be still be creative. You got to still network. You still got to, you know, get yourself out there. And so that's, um, that's the consistency is key thing that I've been trying to do. Like I haven't done reckless radio in a little bit and I actually need to do that. That's, uh, my music version of, uh, my podcast as well. It's kind of, uh, kind of like how I did for, uh, the guest mix on days radio lab. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, like your Facebook and social media is like on point. You're always putting stuff out and it always really like it keeps me on my toes too. I'm like, I haven't put out a mix in like two, three weeks. Like I need to get on that. So <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I feel I like I'm being annoying. It, like, <laughs> no, I see it. And I'm like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's also really important to like make those connections in the industry just because it can be so like ruthless and brutal sometimes. Most definitely. So like it's crazy. Most of the people who I've met um, or not even met most of the people who I consistently talk to still to this day, because I've been doing this for God over 10 years now, but I claim 10 years. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I had no idea. Yeah. It's uh well, you know, what's crazy is I'm, I'm, I'm only 25. And a lot of people don't. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't. Um, like fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I actually played two festivals and had a record deal when I was seventeen, a junior in high school. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I work in a warehouse now, so it didn't really amount to much, but <laughs> but you know, it's still a uh, it's still a grind. Their own pace, you know, it's still oh, yeah. something you do, and it's not something you gave up on. So I mean, who knows what's next, right? Yeah, no, most definitely, it's all a growing. Um, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface now. I'm actually understanding how things work, why they work the way that they work. And I'm actually understanding production and the structuring of the production and all that more now than ever. So I'm not tripping, you know, I enjoy the life that I live. There ain't no tripping with it, but, um, right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. yeah uh, it's when you go back and listen to anything you've done, no matter how long ago it was, you know, 10 years, one year, one month, one week, you notice the things that you could have done different, you know, the hindsight 2020 right. type thing. And so the fact that you're even able to look back and see, you know, damn, I should have done that. That's growth on its own. And that's you learning, Hey, in the future episodes, I got to do this. I got to fix this. I got to work on this. And that's how you grow, you know? Yeah. So something that's kind of just been bugging at me recently is like, I feel like I've already started to grow out of my little, I have the tractor controller mm -hmm. uh, DJ set. And I noticed, I guess for Christmas, you got some like MDI pad. Yes. And honestly, while I'm on this, you should hang your hat on production too. Cause what you've been like trying, I I've seen like promo videos on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And I'm honestly really impressed. And that little, snippet you showed the other day oh the little synth like, wave should one? i finish it yeah yeah i was like <laughs> definitely finish that like that's something i would love to listen to <laughs> awesome thank you yeah that's something i'm working on yeah for sure but yeah tell me tell me more about uh what's going on with the tractor yeah oh so with that i feel like i've honestly outgrown it a little bit like i've noticed there's i'm still i'm obviously still learning the device itself because there's it's you know, a beast of its own, but right. I honestly, like, I really want to like find some old CDJs and like buy those off someone on like Craigslist or something. Like, do you have any, I guess do you have a take on any, like, do you think you need higher end products or like this, this little tractor I'm using is like $300, you know? It's yeah. Kind of so like are you using the tractor S2? Yeah. 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 So, um, I don't necessarily think you need to upgrade. I do think upgrade. Oh, how do I, how do I word this? Right. Okay. So I don't necessarily think anyone ever needs to upgrade. I do think upgrading mentally does things for you though. You understand what True. I'm saying? Like yeah. skill wise, I don't think you ever need to upgrade. I mean, I'm still using a beginner pioneer DJ setup. Like, uh, I've, I've been actually using God. I've I've done mixes that have like legitimately tens of thousands of plays, and I was using Virtual DJ on it. So it doesn't. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the the equipment and everything. It doesn't necessarily matter, but 
just like with this uh, with this MIDI keyboard now, it does something to your mind that opens it up and, and it becomes fun again. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's more of a... It's more of like, oh, this is so fun, you know, and you learn new things and it's not a chore. Like whenever I get up on the decks, even with my new setup now, it's a chore at some point. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a chore and it's like, well, Mm -hmm. I got to knock out this guest mix. I got to do this podcast today. I got to do blah, 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 blah. And you really take it like for granted what you have in front of you. So I would say that you don't necessarily need to upgrade, but if you were just like, I've got to get out of this setup then I would definitely look into it just because I think mentally you'll be able to actually do more. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I do get that. That's something I've been considering, but I'm not in the means to like upgrade my set just yet. It's just something that's definitely been like at the back of my mind. And and I have been trying to like produce stuff too, but just like, I think I saw your post and it was like using your like mouse or whatever. Now this is like a step up. It's like you just mm-hmm. learn more and you put yourself in a different like position when you're learning yeah. about like production and and like these to- it's honestly the way i see it is it's a little bit of a toy right like this mm-hmm. little midi pad that you have or even this tractor controller that i have like i look at this and i'm like oh this is like a toy <laughs> yeah no it's most definitely a toy like i just sit on here like i play with the little midi keys i'm just like it's so fun yeah my kid even loves it my kid comes up and i don't let him uh i don't let him play with it too much because i don't want him to play with it when i'm not here but yeah yeah get uh, any ideas oh yeah but yeah he'll come up and he'll sit on my lap and he'll be pressing the keys and making the sounds and everything and uh that's awesome yeah it's just it's just it's toys for adults that's all it is or even kids there's plenty of kids using it's toys for musicians it's you know, new paintbrushes. It's new, um, I don't know, a new football helmet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I do get that. Um, even whenever I see my friends that have like the nicer setups, I'm like, that's, I, I still see that. You know, it's more of a sophisticated toy, but mm-hmm. it's still a little bit of like an EDM toy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just fun to play with. And especially whenever I was first learning, it was kind of frustrating. Oh, and I yeah. guess it's been so long for you that. <laughs> But, um, I still get frustrated. I'll tell you what, man. Um, I mean, even so the last couple of weeks I've had the opportunity to, uh, open for hand promotions in Dallas. And, um, I even, you know, at this stage in my quote unquote career, um, opening is fun and it's a challenge because, uh, ham is kind of known for its bass music and rhythm scene and everything, right? They're not so much Mm -hmm. a house company. And uh, so I'm sitting here opening for a bunch of bass heads, really. You know what I'm saying? And so having to learn how to transition a certain way, what type of like house I need to play for them, but still keeping that opening like you know um, vibe correct in the way that it should be, a way that a night should be opened. It's tough. It's hard. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you get in yeah. front of people. Oh, for sure. Have you done uh have you done any parties or anything? Have you ever played in front of anybody? So I did kind of play in front of people for the first time, like whenever I was in Denver. Um mm-hmm. all these people are like really into EDM, like I said, and a couple of them are producers, one of them's a good DJ, um, and then the other like two or three of them DJ also. So there was only like maybe two people there that don't know what to do with a deck. Right. <laughs> um, so mostly everyone there knew what they were doing. And so I like started to play with my friends uh he has a pioneer not quite sure what it is but it's really nice i I was just honestly like this is what i want (laughs) um but 
Yeah, that was the first time I played in front of people. I mean, it's also something else whenever you're learning a new deck, right? Yes. Like a tractor versus like any pioneer setup. I mean, I use uh what what is it? It's like tractor. I don't know the software off the top of my head and then they yeah. have like record box. Like even just learning that oh, yeah. is different. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I actually have a um a Pioneer DDJ SB3, and it's supposed to be made for Serato, but I went and found a mapping for it for Tractor. I actually, I, I've used. Oh, wow, tra- really? Yeah, yep. I've used Tractor for, God, um, God, eight years? About eight years now. Jeez. Yeah. I love Tractor. It's great. I mean, when I play out, you know, it's CDJs, and that's the, that's the standard at most clubs is CDJs or now the RX units, which are basically just an all in one CDJ. Um, so that's record box or just whatever the pioneer thing is. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's different. It takes some getting used to. I still hate Serato. I hate Serato. <laughs> have you ever used Serato? I, I have no experience. I just know in that one ASAP song, he's like, you don't got no Serato. In your- <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah, <laughs> I hate, I hate Serato. I've never used it. <laughs> I hate it. It's, uh, a lot of people love it and it's got a good uh, interface and everything. It works good and everything. Uh, I just think it's ugly. Like personally, I just think the visuals on it are just ugly, ugly, ugly. I think another thing people take really personally in EDM is like, do you use um, Ableton or are you like a FL guy? Yes, they do. Uh, I'm FL. I'm FL gang all the way. I've been FL gang really? since FL six, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I have been, um, I don't think I should admit this, but I've been getting those 90-day free trials off Ableton by using all my different emails. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I still haven't committed, but I, I that's mean. That's the grind, though. You got to do that. Like, that's, when you're committed, see, you're committed, you just, you know what I'm saying? You're not committed enough to where it's like, okay, well, you know, this is still. I haven't invested, I, yeah. sh- I should say. Yeah, exactly. But you are committed. That's the making a new email to make sure that you have whatever you need every time, no matter how many emails it is, no matter how long it takes you, whatever that's commitment. That's real. True. Commitment. I've been using emails already set up, but I, I get you. Like it just keeps bouncing around from different like emails that I have. So, I mean, I, I would say there is a little level of commitment just because I'm not using that like thing that comes on your Mac. Um, right. Like I was garage band for a little bit. Right. Like my first few podcasts were set up using GarageBand, and then I think Ableton released a little trial during the pandemic, and I just figured, why not? Like, I always see producers and people on Twitter just like talking, talking up Ableton. <laughs> Ableton, so. and e- I think even GarageBand, if you learned it well enough, I think you could make some pretty bomb stuff in it. Um, Ableton and FL, any of them, Logic, Reason, uh, any of them, it's all about learning it. And it's all about learning the shortcuts and the keys and really maximizing the DAW. Like, there's plenty of people who can't do a damn thing in FL, but I can sit here and make, you know, bangers. But there's people who can make, you know, the best damn song ever made in Ableton, and I can't even make a fucking eight-bar loop. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely is a learning game. I'm trying to step on that a little bit more just because there's, like... You can find anything you want to on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That is such a plethora of like knowledge of people who are very experienced in both like FL and in Ableton, even GarageBand. Yeah, for real. So everything like I'm not trying to make this damn episode about myself, but you're giving me all these great <laughs> little answers. Um, everything I've learned at all 
has been from uh, YouTube. I learned how to DJ from YouTube. I learned how to produce from tutorials on YouTube. I've learned uh, marketing and like visual work and everything from YouTube. Every It's like going to college for free. Yeah, it really is. I mean, even whenever I was in college, like studying geology, I could find a video about whatever it is I needed to on YouTube. Yeah, and half the time it's more informational and actually more accurate than a lot of like books and everything because we all know books are uh, they're slanted. They get one outdated way. so well. They're slanted, but they also become outdated so quickly. Yes, right? yes. That's the thing I noticed the most. Yeah, you can sit there and filter through the you know the most recent up to like a year old if you wanted to whatever on YouTube. But a book that that thing could be from 1990 and you wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. How was Texas Tech? How was your time there? It was great. I wouldn't, I wish I could go back, but I know if I did, like right now, I feel so bad for all the people that are starting off tech during a pandemic. I mean, I, f- I feel for them. My, one of my best friends, little sister started her freshman year. So I say I would go back, but like, I don't think I would cause it just wouldn't be as good of a time as it was like the first time you know yeah most definitely did you graduate or yeah i graduated in 2018 there you go there you go yeah all right so i got a bachelor's of of geology bachelor of science in geology all right and um just started work right off the bat (laughs) there you go didn't really didn't really turn out all too well though um especially with this pandemic i actually got laid off back in august so oof, yeah, yeah. covid uh, still unemployed <laughs> oh god covid has not <laughs> been months. friendly for a lot of people yeah definitely not well you know hey there's always a bright side to it once uh once covid chills out there's gonna be so many jobs i feel like now obviously who knows when that's gonna be that could be a year from now it could be you know next month it could be six years from now but the way that they're talking about everything, the way everything looks like it's going to shape up and all this, that, and the third, it looks like the economy is going to come back in like a ridiculous way. They're talking about it being like the war in 20s when it gets back because everybody's just so, really? p- yeah, because everybody's so pent up. I believe it. I mean, we have been locked up for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when everybody thought it was going to be like two weeks? Remember whenever, yeah, I was like, slow the spread, like, 30 yeah. days. <laughs> Stop the curve or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, listening to this podcast the other day, and they're like, if you haven't, like, if you've been wondering, it's day day 163 of, like, slow the spread. <laughs> God, yeah, everybody was like, ah, oh, we'll be back by May. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you have any, like, festivals lined up or anything that you had to, like, cancel out? No, so, okay, so I kind of did and I kind of didn't, right? Like, um, not festivals. I was running a record label before um, COVID. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it was the relaunch of it because I finally had some money coming in. And I was like, all right, let's really, let's get into it. Let's sit down. Let's do this. Because I don't know if you know or not, running a record label, not cheap. Not cheap. I would imagine it's not. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. And um, so, yeah, my record label is Flunked Records. And, uh, man, yeah, we had some shows going on. We had a show in Fort Worth that we did a takeover at. And we had a show in San Antonio that was lined up to do a takeover there. And uh, we had a couple of releases lined up, all this, you know. And uh, COVID hit. And, God, about two weeks later was our show. And we were like, okay, you know they started kind of shutting some stuff down and this is before they even shut down bars or anything. And, uh, you know, they're starting to shut down 
all these little things. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like this is, this is getting real sketchy. And, uh, then they said that San Antonio became like the center of it for Texas. And I was like, dog, I was like, I got to back out. Like I got kids. I can't do this. And so they, right. were, they were cool about it. We're trying to set something up, but I don't, I don't really run the record label or anything anymore. I kind of let that just die off because I didn't feel like it was right to release music. It actually, I didn't work on music, God, up until maybe October or November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the last, that was whenever I finally started. Because I actually kind of was like, I think I'm done with music. And uh, I was kind of like, you know what? Like, you can't my, ever do that. <laughs> well, that's the deal. Yeah, that's the deal. Once, once I stopped being afraid of everything, because you know, whatever who whatever you think about it, whatever is the accurate thing, even the media is playing it insane. You know, on both sides. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, and so it's you know, there's a lot of like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna even have a job tomorrow. You know. And uh, yeah. having a kid and a wife, you know, it's it's tough. And so uh, I just prioritize only work, and that was my only thing for months. And uh, anyway, once that calmed down and I finally got to a chill space, I started actually kind of working on music again and everything. And I was like, all right, yeah, I don't think I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so fun, like we were kind of talking about earlier. And, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that you did take – a break for that long i mean it's not a bad thing to focus on work either so you kind of did like yourself a favor at at that time too Mm -hmm. especially since no one really knew what was going on and i mean for me it was like that from i guess like march i never took a break on my podcast really but um yeah i guess like i really just didn't know what was going on march all the way to like yeah september october and then i started realizing like hey this is not gonna end shortly (laughs) yeah yeah i uh, I don't know why it took me so long but (laughs) they uh they started talking about possibly like shutting down state borders and everything and uh my uh my girl and my kids were in california because that's where her family is and uh i actually drove halfway across the country from texas to california and back in a weekend Oh my gosh. Yep, to go get them. <laughs> it was nuts. Like, I kind of freaked out when all this happened because I didn't know, you know. And like I said, I, my kids are toddlers. Uh, my kid had just turned two last or you know, 2020 he turned two. He's about to turn three next month. But he had just turned two really when all this started happening. And then uh, my, my youngest was six months old. And so... Yeah, I was. Yeah, you freaking can't really out. mess around. Yeah, at that age. Yeah, I was freaking out. It was bad, but mm-hmm. you know, it all worked out, <laughs> or it, it has so far. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've kind of been hearing that, like, since Biden kind of took presidency, like, it, everything will settle itself out shorter than it did with Trump in office, and I'm not really sure why that's the case or why, like, even the media is kind of like hinting at that, but well, people have been kind of like betting on easter yeah yeah like i don't it's crazy because uh i don't know you know i don't i don't believe a lot of anything i see on tv good or bad um just because i know it's for ratings most of it you know and uh i really hope irregardless you know if it was trump or biden or who whoever the fuck was in office I really hope whatever they do is they start actually giving a fuck about people and sending these damn stimuluses every fucking month. Because, yeah. Yeah. People need it. Like, it's it's insane that people have lost housing. People have lost 
jobs like you you know you've lost your job and yeah yeah i mean it's it's honestly like i i totally agree with you there i mean it's just really crazy and even with those last bills that we're trying to get passed like back in december all of the foreign relief aid just really like didn't sit right with me and they were just like we're gonna give y'all six hundred dollars like just sit there yeah no still unemployed like and they were sending millions to like there was this one ridiculous part of that bill and it was like uh female something in india i was like what is what is this like yeah see so like i un- see it's crazy because i understand what they're trying to do if it's actually what they're trying to do with that you know i don't believe again i don't believe fucking any of it they're all corrupt fuck them all but if they're <laughs> <laughs> straight up but yeah if what they were actually trying to do was keep other countries' economies somewhat stable. Totally get it. Totally understand it. Whatever. Because the whole world needs to work a certain way. You know, it's all like clockwork. It all affects one or the other. Blah, blah, blah. But let's be real. They ain't fucking doing that shit. Well, and they're not even helping their citizens at this point. So That's really what I'm just, saying. Yeah. At, the, at this point, it really does. Yeah. Um, it's bullshit. Like, did you actually get... This, Sorry, go ahead. That, the beginning of all of this what really rubbed me the wrong way and i i was still employed so i didn't really like see it as like a problem um and a lot of folks in america probably do because they're working for big corporations but at the beginning of all of this they did start bailing out big corporations and i was employed by one of those big corporations exxon mobile of all the bad companies to work for like they were getting <laughs> millions of dollars from the government and i mean i was kind of blindsided by it because I was employed by them, so I just didn't really, like, care. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's life. But it's like, these are people's lives, and so it just really did, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad it happened, um, just because it really does give you a different perspective on things. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's crazy because the bailout monies are to keep the companies afloat and to make sure that they don't lay people off. And what all, every single fucking one of these fucking companies did was, be like, yeah, 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 took the money, Gave it to the fucking CEO on a on a fucking bonus, and then laid off hundreds of people. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, just like in December, Exxon laid off like one thousand two hundred people. So yeah, it's bullshit. Fucking. Uh, and that was just in in the Houston area. It's like okay, so now it's just the even more competitive job market. Like the yeah. I don't I don't understand how does it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Look at all the airlines. Yeah. Airlines got millions and millions and millions of dollars and then laid off every one of their employees. Not every one of them, but laid off, you know, hundreds of employees a week later. It's, it's crazy. In- yeah, it's insane. It's fucking stupid. Anyway. And they were still tra- <laughs> Like, people were still traveling, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like they kind of did shut off, like, travel between countries. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, within the States, they were still traveling. They were still making their buck. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people get mad at me whenever I talk about it, but I actually went to Vegas during the summer um, and flew there and everything because there was whenever they were like, oh, COVID's starting to chill out, you know, everything we're starting to, because they started to open up bars and everything again. And so mm-hmm. me and Babe Mom were like, dude, this is the cheapest Vegas trip you can get. Like, we'll ever probably see <laughs> yeah. in our lifetime. So we're like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. If we die, we die. Let's go. <laughs> See, I never really got mad at people for living their lives during all this. I mean, like, you can't really... I mean, I get how it would affect others, but if you're going to a spot like Vegas, I mean, the people there are, like, going there to go to Vegas, right? Like, Yeah. And then if you quarantine when you get home, you do your whole little whatever thing, you take a test, whatever, then mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you really hurting? 
Yeah, I, I I see it the way you see it. Like it's there's some people who are very like left on the spectrum and they're like, you know, on their high horse about it. And then there's also the far end of the other spectrum where, you know, you go storm the Capitol or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's kind of like crazy to see that division right now. Yeah, it's insane. And like. It's crazy, too, because I have people that are like, why are you playing gigs right now? And I'm like, why are you going to Walmart? There's less people at my gig because we have limited capacity than there's at your fucking Walmart at any time. And you're fucking willy-nilly in there. Yeah. Like, it's insane. It's the same people that post mimosas on their damn Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> like, at restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Don't. No, don't be hypocritical. You know, you don't have your double standards. If you're going to follow it and you're going to be stuck up in your house and you're going to whatever deteriorate away. Yeah. <laughs> Go be miserable on your own dime. Like, don't drag yeah. me into it. Yeah, no shit. I'm being safe. I'm wearing a mask. All my damn DJ pictures have masks. Like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But shit. I mean, I'm all, for, I'm all for just, you know, doing living your life. Like, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go get a little puppy. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just all about. I guess balance too at the same time. Like, you know, you don't go fly every single weekend, but yeah. Well, and not only that, even if you did, you're only as safe as everyone is around you. Right. You can be the safest part. You can be wearing a damn hazmat suit. Doesn't mean you ain't going to get it. If everyone else on the damn plane doesn't have a mask. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's, yeah. It's only, you're only as safe, no matter how safe you are as everyone around you. There's people who have gotten it like, uh, who haven't even left the house. They've gotten it off like postcards and shit. My parents, my mom had COVID and I couldn't even go home. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And, my, like, and then she gave it to my dad and then, or I mean, I don't really know who started it in the family, but they all had it and um, they they don't really even go out. Like they're super paranoid and anal about everything. Like my mom will quarantine her groceries and put them on like the counter and then bleach them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you get COVID? Like you're so anal about cooties and wearing two masks and yeah and that's what's crazy like were they fine did they have any effects no they're fine they're totally fine you know they were like coughing and um just felt a little bit under the weather kind of just like extra sleepy but they're they're both they're all fine see that's what's crazy is it's like i don't it's crazy because it's like most people who i know there's obviously exceptions there's always exceptions always and especially with this i mean that's why we're in this crazy pandemic is it's so random and wild but everyone who i've known that's had it has just had the mildest side effects the yeah mildest. it's crazy but again also 25 everyone who i know is around the same you know age group and we're mm-hmm. not the ones affected by it we're supposed to be staying in place being safe all this stuff for our grandparents so whatever yeah for our grandparents yeah the people in the nursing home <laughs> yeah which is crazy because when it breaks out in nursing homes oh my god have you read anything about that I've, yeah, I've heard about it. Just like it, it wreaks havoc on the nursing home, and everyone just ends up getting it, and like a handful of people end up dying, and it's yeah. just it's on. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that and like prisons and jails. Oh my god. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I feel bad because they had. Did you see that they had a bill that um was supposed to like either lessen sentence times for people with like nonviolent crimes or something like that. Cause the jails are in prisons are overpopulated. So there's some type of bill that was supposed to do something to help out with time sentences or something like that, something along those lines. And they waited to pass it because it was a political thing, right? They didn't want to pass it during Trump's administration because they didn't want him to have it for the next election type thing, whatever, whatever. Um, I ended up, I actually got that from uh, this Congresswoman on Joe Rogan today. <laughs> That's how I know about that. 
and uh classic oh yeah it's the best he's fucking the people who has on his podcast and you still listen to him on spotify now yeah i listen to him it's all that the big time transition okay yeah i've like honestly noticed that i don't listen to him as much just because he is on spotify even though i do have spotify and i like listen to music on spotify all the time i'm a spotify fanatic i listen to my release radar my discover weekly my podcast really? everything yeah I, I need to utilize all of that just because like i said earlier i'm in a music rut like i don't know what to listen <laughs> yes oh my god yes here i will uh after this show i'll show you how to really utilize your spotify like it's so it's great it's fantastic okay. and there's so many playlists too like you talking about finding new artists and listening to mixes and stuff like that playlists are where it's at you will find so many hidden gems and playlists i know that there is a playlist called hidden gems oh well there you go there you go <laughs> I, I, there you go. I didn't know that, but there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hell yeah. So let's uh, let's switch the topics up. Let's. I'm sure people were sick of politics. Let's uh, let's talk about Denver. How was your Denver trip? It was great. Um, I love Denver. I've been there so many times. I'm unemployed right now, like I said, so I didn't partake in any of the um, extracurricular activities, <laughs> so you would say, that Denver's notoriously known for. Um, and I would say that's a huge testament to my willpower. There you go. Because <laughs> I definitely went in like a bunch of dispensaries with my friends, well, like three or four, but. Right. That's a bunch I mean, whenever you're not buying anything. Yeah, and I like to look too, like all the bud, like all the strains of bud. It's always cool to see like what different dispensaries have, and yes. I mean, there's your classics, and then there's like the local thing that they're growing, and you know how they're growing it. They always talk to you about, so it's really cool to see that. Um, I'm just wondering, like, whenever it's all going to be legalized, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially here in Texas. Oh my god. I feel like that's going to take a while, but, um, yeah, it's crazy. Cause if you look at the tax revenue, that's even just, just the taxes that's benefited from this, not even just the boost of the economy it's just the tax money that these companies have to pay out. Like it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. It really does. I, and it is a science. Like my friend up in Denver, um, who I stayed with, he is also a DJ. He's been on my podcast. Um, shout out Angel Luna at like on Spotify or not Spotify, but on SoundCloud. Um, Anyway, he actually works for a weed company. And so he's always like, he gets a bonus at the end of the year that he gets to use on something like weed related. And this year he bought a volcano. Oh, <laughs> so shit. they were what just that? Hitting it all the time. What's a volcano? What is it? Yeah. A volcano. It's like a, so you, it's a little device and you heat it up uh, to a certain temperature and it like blows up this little bag and then you just suck it in. Whoa. It, and it's a really high-end product. It's, it's a vaporizer, essentially. Wow. And that, get, that gets you, like, high as shit? Yeah. And then you can Damn. use, like, the recollect. I mean, it's not a dab machine, so it wouldn't be called recollect. But, like, it obviously burn the, the bud. And it uses a very small amount. So it's also... You get what you pay for, honestly. Like, Because I think it's, like, a $300 or $400 machine. Damn. Pretty, pretty fancy. Damn, that's crazy. God, I haven't smoked. God, I haven't smoked in seven years. <laughs> like it's all this, been like about a year for me. <laughs> damn, all this crazy new technology. Like they, uh, they didn't even have like a name for dabs when I was still smoking. It was just like wax. Like that was. Oh it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when they started to get super technical. They were like, "Here's butter. Here's shatter." Like yes. that was like. Kind of 
happened in college. I was like, what is all of this? Yeah. Like, uh, so I got one of the last time I had smoked, uh, I had met up with this, uh, chick that I was playing a, at a festival and she was like, Hey, you want to hit off my wax pen? And I was like, what the fuck is that? She was like, it'll get you high as fuck. And I was like, all right, bet. And so I hit off this wax pen, right? Which, you know, is a dad pen. And, uh, oh my God, I just took one big hit <laughs> off of it. They get you going. <laughs> oh my God. I was, dude, I was feeling it. I ended up, so, uh, Empire of the Sun was on that same lineup and I was oh out. God. Yeah. I was out in the crowd and I was just That's jumping awesome. and like doing circles. <laughs> yeah. That's a killer show to be at while you're just getting super stony baloney. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's the best show I've ever seen in my life, Part, partly because I was high. But it was just so – it was crazy because they open up. Um, have you ever seen how Empire of the Sun opens up their sets? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So they actually have, like – because they're supposed to be, like, you know, like intergalactic warriors or some shit, right? They're supposed to be from, like, yeah. another – yeah. And so – they have like a big screen and it has um like a spaceship and everything. And when you're high as fuck, you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And so they have like the fog comes out, you know, and like they have like the real, cause they use a lot of like real electronic elements. And uh, so like these big heavy synths are just, you know, and oh my God, it was crazy. And so they had like this light beam, like this, uh, the spotlight on center stage and the lead singer comes up from under the stage and like rises up and i was like holy fuck yeah dude <laughs> that's it's, nutty <laughs> oh it was crazy and they had these eggs moving on stage right like these huge gigantic i mean i'm talking like t- probably 12 foot eggs and they're like waving and everything you know like pulsing and when the beat kicked in they bust open and it was actually dancers Oh my god. <laughs> it was insane. It was the best show I've ever been to in my entire life. It was awesome. That's sick. And then especially just being high, you're like, whoa man. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I was it was wild. Anyway, tell me tell me more about Denver. <laughs> oh, Denver. Back to Denver. Um, uh, I mean, like I said, I've I've been so many times. I, I like that city. I really do. Um, there's so much to do around the area. And I mean, it is pretty liberal. So whenever we went to the brewery, they have like these little bubbles that you have to go in. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like a little bubble that they inflate and I, I don't know if they even get their air from the outside or like what they do with that, but you like go in there, there's a table inside and they sanitize it whenever you leave. Um, okay. So that was interesting. Cause I've never like been in like a bubble before. Yeah. That's um, like, it was, it was like a plastic bubble around y'all. Yeah. So like wow. they had like, they took up the street and this is in downtown, like kind of by the ballpark mm-hmm. Coors field. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, they just have them like on the street, and so like there's like maybe like seven or eight tables, but they're like in in, in enclosed bubble. If that makes sense, it's like a wow. plastic bubble. That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty nutty too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I mean that was cool. I mean, I love Denver. Um, we went hiking around Boulder, and um, yeah, I mean it was just a really good time. It was it was super snowy in the mountain areas. So like if we were to drive like the place we were originally going to hike at mm-hmm. uh, we definitely would have hit some snow um and then on i have the all trails map they mentioned like you do need like a four like all-wheel drive vehicle oh shit yeah i mean nothing i would have backed out but like we also did have a bunch of people with us i mean i say a bunch but it was like six right and then um two vehicles so it would have just been like it what? was just definitely easier to go to boulder yeah instead of like 
two hours out of our way. Yeah, it would have been a lot of uh, room for possible error. <laughs> yeah, we're like, let's just play it safe. Like, that's definitely like a, a winter or not like not a wintertime hike, but like a summertime hike. Like, we'll go back. We'll go in that spot like in the summertime when everything's melted. But I mean, the mountains were just getting dumped on that that week. So most definitely we it, w- it would be best to just like hike in boulder and like go drink beer afterwards oh yeah hell yeah hell <laughs> yeah of, like taking any chances hell yeah so. what type of beer do you drink um i drank a lot of ipas there like okay. hazy ipas double ipas um but you know then i also do just drink like cores or like modello like i'll drink you know peroni like whatever really <laughs> yeah most definitely most definitely yeah i used to drink uh shiner i'm actually on a uh, a yeah. sober life kick so yeah i'm actually chilling with the alcohol right now that's not bad. No, I mean, yeah, I need a break. It's been about five years since I've had any actual type of break, so I need a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was on a break, too, and then I went to Colorado. Um, I mean, you cut so many <laughs> calories with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. always that benefit, too. No, no, that's what's up. Definitely if I go to another city, um, whenever all this chills or, you know, if I find another steal on a vacation, I'm definitely probably going to, uh, you know, break sober living for at least one beer. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, you got to live life a little, right? <laughs> right. Or like a pina colada if you go to, like, Florida or something. See, <laughs> It okay. has to be fitting for you, the area. For sure. Do you travel a lot? Uh, I really do like to travel. Like I said, I'm a geologist. So just like spending time outside is great, in my opinion. Um, And being in Houston, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, it's hard in a a little ways. Because in Lubbock, whenever I was in college, um, you were so close to like Caprock Canyon, like an hour and a half out from Mm -hmm. like hiking. And then even, um, I guess, since just, you know, you're young, you could just like go walk around with your friends and it's fine. But like in Houston... There's like trails and there's the bayou, but um, you're not really close to like any hiking, if that makes sense. You're like in the armpit of Texas, like right next to the Gulf. So like oh, the yeah. outside that you have is like the Gulf of Mexico. Oh yeah, no, I know. I've uh, I've played at Stereo Live multiple times down in Houston. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. you get it. I mean, it's kind of just a landlocked city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little hard. I would say Austin's a little bit chiller, and then even Dallas, you have all the lakes, but yeah, Houston something for sure houston is crazy because parts of it remind me of what um my what they make miami look like on scarface (laughs) it's (laughs) yes oh my god so i haven't been to miami and i really want to but like part of houston like certain parts of it there's like random buildings and they have like palm trees randomly in the city and everything and just the color schemes of some of the buildings in houston look like 1970s miami like it's crazy I can see that. It's always kind of reminded me of like Chicago. I've never been to Chicago, so I say this, and then if I go to Chicago, I'll be like, "No, I take that back." That's me in Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, what's the craziest place you've been to? Um, this is gonna sound kind of lame, I guess, but Canada. Oh hell oh, yeah! It borders the U.S. Like I've never traveled overseas. Um, but Canada. Last year, I went to, and I mean, I guess in 2019. Not last year. Um, I was in Alberta and I went to Banff National Park. Damn. If you ever heard. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know it, but no, I'm just Alberta. Like going to Canada just sounds so fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go back. I honestly like after I went there, I was like, I want to live here. Like I was in Calgary and it was just it's beautiful. I mean, it's like stunning. It's crazy. 
Hell yeah. I want to go to Canada so bad. Like, their music scene, their electronic scene up there is insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rez, Cannibalus, those people came from Canada. I'm like, they're... They do have a killer music scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you get, did you get any uh, Tim Hortons up there? No, <laughs> I oh. did not. Oh, you missed out. You missed out. I want to try I Tim Hortons so bad. Yeah. Are you a coffee I person? Have, I just had some crappy hotel coffee, to be honest. <laughs> oh, the worst, the worst. Yeah, but it was free. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Are you uh, are you big into coffee, or is it kind of just a eh, whatever thing? I love coffee. I'm not like big into it, like picky or anything, or like mm-hmm. know the notes or whatever. Um, I was a barista in in high school for this pie shop in Dallas, Emporium Pies. Okay, heard of it. I, so the, the name's familiar for sure. Yeah, well, there's some people that worked there that were super like into their coffee and just like really like had conversation like long conversations about the notes of the coffee and i would just kind of like drink it like yeah (laughs) i feel i feel a really big caffeine buzz (laughs) um hell yeah that's bad i mean i drink it like every day (laughs) oh yeah no i'm a i'm hardcore addicted to coffee as well it's um i like i really like a community yeah okay see you're not that big like a coffee nut then no 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 i wish but no it's too expensive coffee gets expensive coffee gets really expensive yeah and then they have like the crazy ones where it's like uh like the the damn cat poop or the monkey poop ones or whatever what oh my god you don't know about that type of coffee it's like super I've been rich. Out of it pretty long, i guess oh my god so what is it's i don't remember what it's called um God, I have to look it up, but it's either from a cat, like a tiger, you know, or like, uh, cause it's an exotic thing. So it's either from like a tiger, or a lion or something, or from like a monkey or something like that. It's from one of those from some exotic animal. And it's from some, they go and eat like the, uh, the coffee beans and everything and they crap it out. And apparently it has all this nutrients and vitamins and stuff from the animal in its diet. Yeah. And so they clean it off or so they say, and they uh, filter it and everything, but the coffee, yeah, the coffee retains the, uh, the nutrients, the vitamins and has like a real distinct flavor, you know, probably tastes like shit. And, uh, really earthy. (laughs) Yeah. It's, but it's super expensive. Like I want to say it's like, God, 600 bucks a bag. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you know, rich oh, people. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll flaunt their money on anything, even like shit from the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I'm a monkey that they pass off as coffee. Yeah, I don't. Nah, man, just give me some damn community. I've been drinking Folgers. I don't give a damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I will admit, whenever I do drink a French press, it does taste a little bit better than my auto drip coffee. See, so. I don't even know what a French. I don't even know what a French press is. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm so like I just I like coffee and I like to learn about coffee and I like to talk about coffee. Don't know a damn thing about coffee. <laughs> so the French press is that thing that you, um, you like put the coffee in it at the bottom. Okay. And then you also put hot water in it and then you let it seep for a little bit, like maybe like five to ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and then you press down the top lever. And then it like I guess emulsifies the coffee in the water, and then it's okay. almost like a thicker like it tastes more rich whenever you do a French press, in okay. my opinion. I think I've seen. I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a pitcher too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then okay, you like yeah, push yeah. down the top, and then you hold the side, and then you just like pour it. 
Okay, for sure. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. I have to check that out. I know uh, I've got a homie of mine who's real into coffee. He sells coffee and everything. And uh, wow, yeah, he, yeah, he made me this crazy coffee from this crazy like it looked like a like a uh, like a coffee shop uh, like brewer coffee pot whatever it is. And uh, he made it. Then he had it in like this metal. Um, uh, oh, what the hell are they called? Coffee, whatever. Where the, you pour? Is it coffee pot? Yeah, I got coffee pot where you pour it and everything. Yeah, it was metal, and the way he did it, it like filtered out through the machine, through the coffee pot, and then when you poured it, it double poured. Like it had two holes that it poured out of. It was yeah, it was crazy. It was the best damn coffee I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, I bet. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. Like, I had such an insane caffeine buzz. I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love coffee for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like that little hitter that you need in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, I've started switching to like, not switching, I still drink coffee, but I started uh, kind of trying to go half coffee, half green tea with mint and kind of like chill my stomach out because- Wait, since- like- in the same cup? No, 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 no. I was like, do I just not know about this drink? Like, no, hell I'm- no. <laughs> it might <laughs> <That> work. Sounds- <laughs> I think that would make your stomach hurt more. <laughs> probably, probably. But uh, yeah, no, I started doing, you know, I'll wake up and get a thing of coffee real quick. And then uh, what I do is I'll eat breakfast and have my green tea and mint with a little bit of lemon and honey in it. And uh, it just seems to like calm me down before i have to go to work and i'm just like fuck it's just like all right all right we're good let's do this let's let's go kill it so speaking of things in tea like you mentioned mint and honey do you put things in your coffee or you just drink it black no i drink it black okay me too yeah i don't put any of the like sweeteners or whatever yeah like so i'm I'm not like for like 100% lactose intolerant, but I'm partially lactose intolerant, which I think most people are now cuz yeah. Yeah, it's like it it's more and more common. And uh anyway, so the creamers and stuff, they upset my stomach like nobody's business. Like I, it's bad like, you know, but I love the taste of it, especially the um although the uh mint mocha one where it's like a, a mint hot chocolate that sounds good. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic for one cup. And then I'm like, oh, shouldn't have done this. See, for me, it's just in the morning. I can't like, like just coffee is good. Just coffee or just water. Like I mm-hmm. can't really do like anything else for a few hours until like 11. Yeah. See, I've started doing vitamins and fish oil and stuff. And green tea actually helps um, break down the vitamins and it helps the zinc and uh, something else that's in the vitamin actually go throughout your blood. It needs, yeah, it needs like a vessel almost. Like it's, um, I mean, to break it down to really layman's terms, it's like a little crew member and it needs its ship. I gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. So I started doing, um, like there's some multivitamins that have green tea extract and stuff in them for that reason. But the one that I have, I wasn't paying attention and I just bought it. And then when I went to look into it, I was like, ah, fuck. So I, I, that's part of the reason why I started drinking green tea as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I like tea sometimes too. Like anything with caffeine, really, I like. <laughs> I don't really like uh, Red Bulls or anything, but I'll drink the occasional bang. Like it's really just like those hot drinks. Um, and then even like iced coffee sometimes too. Hell yeah. Uh, are you big on like um, uh, fraps or anything like that or like cold brews? Oh, I was like, what's a frap? <laughs> <laughs> 
not really frappuccinos, but whenever I do go to Starbucks, I'll get like, this sounds lame, either an Americano or just like a, a caramel macchiato. Like okay. that's as, about as, as sweet as I get with with drinks. Right. Coffee. Do you like cold brew at all? Yeah, but if I get anything <laughs> like like uh, I'll just have a, a iced Americano. Like, <laughs> right? It has the espresso in it. I don't. I'm not a huge cold brew girl. I guess. Yeah, it like uh, when cold brew f- not first started, but when it really started coming up at like Seven Eleven, right? I was like, "Ooh, what? Is, what's cold brew?" You know, I thought it was gonna kind of be like a iced coffee. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, cold yeah, brew is insane. I- I remember at the pie shop whenever I was working there, like they just let it sit overnight. Like it's just like brewing overnight mm-hmm. and like it's literally quite literally a cold brew. It's not like iced coffee or anything. Yeah, it's crazy. And they use like at the pie shop they use like double the amount of caffeine to get like because I think you do have to cut it with water. I mean, this was years ago, so I don't quite remember how they right. made it. But yeah, I mean, and then I've even had like whenever I'm like driving back to Dallas, I'll girl stop at Bucky's and then grab like a cold brew, like those Starbucks like little jars or whatever that they have oh hell yeah and those are like terrible in my opinion they're yes. just so like, strong and gritty almost I, I don't, they I don't are know. cold brew is so gritty <laughs> yeah not my thing <laughs> yeah no i feel you fucking do you like bucky's there's people that hate Bucky's. i love bucky's i mean i used to not like it and then i started like driving from houston to dallas a lot more frequently and then mm-hmm. even from like houston to austin and um I mean, there's always clean restrooms. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things in the store. You could get, I don't get anything crazy when I go there. I just get like my coffee and, you know, maybe their their tea is really good. Like, I, I like Bucky's. I really do. Yeah, I like Bucky's because it, like, man, there's just so much to look at and there's so much <laughs> to people watch. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, and like it's getting big on social media now too, and so everyone's like, "All right, well, I'm in Texas, I gotta go to Bucky's," and so everybody <laughs> stops at Bucky's, and you you just see people from all aspects of life, and that's always just cool because yeah. it's like you can just stop and be like, "Wow, I didn't I didn't go that wrong in life. We're fine." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally like. I'm not the type of person that'll like slam a Bucky sticker on my car, like oh, wear a no. Bucky public. But I mean, like when I'm on a road trip. I trust Bucky's. Like, I'd rather go there than some sketchy, like, little 7-Eleven off 45, you know? Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Clean and yeah, well, hell, the food alone is way better. If you if it's a oh last-ditch effort, oh, my God. Those are good. And then even just, their, like, breakfast tacos. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with Bucky's. No, you ain't going to get food poisoning from Bucky's. I can tell you that. Now, knock on wood. Yeah, for real, for real. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, we're coming to the, towards the end of this episode, actually. So let's go ahead and talk about a little bit more about Days Radio Lab to let people reel it back in. You know, tell me some of your favorite songs or artists that you've even played on uh, Days Radio Lab because I know you were banging out that new Alice in Wonderland that came out a couple of months ago. Oh yeah, I mean Alice in Wonderland's one of my favorites. You can find her on a lot of my mixes, um, mm. and then I also really like Grizz. He's a good, really good producer. One of my favorites. I also try to play a lot of like local and um, like underground kind of like music, but um, like I said, I'm not really, I, I need to find more. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my friends up in Dallas, you've probably heard of her clarity. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I like to throw her on the show. Um, I've been trying to get her to do a guest mix, but I, I guess she's kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I've had you on the show. Um, I've had my friend angel up in Denver. Um, 
just really like anything medicine it'll kind of like what on my tagline on every podcast i release is like jump through the genres with me because i really will go from like you know like quicks to like grizz or like oski or like alice in wonderland disclosure like it just like bounces everywhere Mm -hmm. um and some people don't like that kind of method of djing but like i'm still learning um well and it's just it's what I do. <laughs> Not only that, fuck them. That's you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's what I do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah fuck them. Like people don't like me getting on here talking about politics. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn. <laughs> you do yours. <laughs> yeah, this is my thing. If you don't like it, go listen to fucking somebody else. Fuck off. I don't yeah, care. Go, go put on Joe Rogan like the other 10 million people that listen to. <laughs> yeah, even though I'll be listening to because I love Joe Rogan. But yeah, fuck oh. fuck it. <laughs> but no, she no, like, fuck that. Play yeah. play whatever you want to play. Play whatever you enjoy. I actually like have a because Reckless Radio is more of like a continuous DJ mix. And from listening to yours and listening to a couple of other people's like Beyond the Beat, shout out Beyond the Beats. Um, I'm actually kind of switching up the format of Reckless Radio to where I'm playing more um, of what I'm just enjoying. Doesn't matter the genre. Doesn't matter if it's what I would play out live or not. And uh, it's not necessarily going to be continuous. It's going to kind of have a little bit of gaps and fillers in it where I'm talking and talking about the track because fuck you it's my show <laughs> yeah and that's i mean i'd always listen to good vibrations radio um mm-hmm. like in college on on road trips and stuff and what the guys do with that is they like play like three songs and and even in radio whenever i did work for ktxt like it's the format is three songs and then talk about those and then introduce what's next and then play those or like throw in a little story like kind of have your fun with it but it's mm-hmm. generally been like three songs talk three songs talk um so, I mean, that's kind of what I started out trying to do. And then I end up just like DJing and then don't talk to the end. Or sometimes I'll release something without even saying a word. Like it's, it's really just whatever I'm doing like that week. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and that's what makes the show personable. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, super yeah. experimental. And I mean, hence the name Radio Lab. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, it, yeah, that's why I liked it. And that's why whenever I checked it out and everything and, uh, I had talked to Alyssa and she talked to me about it and told me to check it out and get into contact with you. I checked out the couple of episodes and I was like, hell yeah, I'm about it, about it. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, that means a lot. Like, thank you so much for that because I mean, like I said, it is just a big like experiment and I'm still like learning. And so just to be able to like put something out there that even if it only has like 25 plays, like I'm still glad that like someone heard it, I guess. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm, like I said, 10 years into it. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy just to get a hundred plays. Like, (laughs) When you really yeah. break it down, and this is what's crazy, like, I won't go too into this, but I have really strong feelings about this shit. Up until, God, 12 years ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer, maybe even 15, when MySpace music really started taking off. Because um, oh, yeah. that was the first one where you actually really could track, MySpace and YouTube were the first ones where you could track view counts. Before that, you had no fucking idea. Nobody knew. Right. Nobody knew anything about view counts except for like Billboard. You know what I'm saying? They were the only ones that were, you know, if you went platinum, if you sold X amount, they'd report that, all this good stuff, whatever. But the locals, the up and coming, you know, bands like that and everything, you didn't have to have a persona. You didn't have to have, not a persona, you didn't have to ha- like, because there's people that buy fake views and shit to look good. Oh, yeah, that's big. I mean, especially yeah. now, like, on Insta or whatever, like... Yeah, you didn't have to worry about any of that. You All you had to worry about was your music and the marketing of it and making sure it was good. That's it. Now right. you have to sit there and be like, okay, well, now I got to figure out how to get 
this many plays because if I don't have this many plays, no one's going to look at it. They're going to be like, oh, you know, you're a nobody. I don't want to listen to this. I don't have time to listen to you, you know, whatever. And that's what's bullshit. Like people, people, they've earned or they've for some whatever reason have this thing now where they think they're better than other people and it's fucking stupid. Like, yeah, they like write you off without even like checking you out. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid, and it's like I have people that um, who I went to high school with that go out, you know, to like dead mouth shows and fucking res shows and shit. I fuck with them all. I love it, whatever. But they'll they'll they won't retweet my shit. They won't favorite my shit. They won't listen to any of my songs. And it's not because uh, I'm not their cup of tea. They don't even know. They haven't fucking listened. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. I mean, yeah, it's insane. That's what. Kind of like at the beginning of all of this, I was like, you kind of just have to make your connections in the industry. Just, I mean, it's so cutthroat, EDM and just music in general. Like, yeah, you gotta have tough ass skin. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have tough skin, tough skin in this. Yeah, game. but you know. So what? I know you're trying to cut this, but uh, what would be an artist that you think I should check out? Oh shit! Um, God, you put me on the spot here. An artist <laughs> that you should check out, or the fans should check yeah. out, just in general. Yeah, so if you're, you know, mentioning it to me, I imagine that the fans would love to check him out too. That's true. That was a stupid question. Um, <laughs> Lee Leprechaun, he's a Dallas guy. He's on uh, One City Music Groups. Shout out to them. Shout out to Lee. He's re- releasing his new album January 30th. Um, banger on banger on banger on banger from what I've heard. Add him on Spotify. Yes. Add him on Spotify, on Twitter, anything. Lee Leprechaun, super dope. All right. Hell yeah. We'll check them out. Hell yeah. Actually, hold it. When this episode goes out, it'll be coming out the next day because it's going to go up on the, the 29th. Nice. So, there you go. All right. Cool. Well, uh, go ahead and sign us off by telling us where to find Days Radio Lab and how to get into contact with you because uh, I know that there's artists who listen to this that are going to want to be like, hey, I want a guest mix or I want to premiere a song on there. Yeah, so if you want to like reach out to me at Days Radio Lab on all socials, um, and I have an email, daysradiolab at gmail.com, I am more than willing to have you on my show. So email me, follow me, um, just reach out on SoundCloud, whatever. Um, I would love to check you out also. So I'm Gabby, and uh, thanks for having me, Ryan. Ain't no problem. And that's Dazed, that is D A Z E D. Yes, D-A-Z-E-D, Radio Lab. All right, there we go. And that's Talking Reckless. We're going to sign off until next week. All right, Gabby, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you.